When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back. We're going to have a chat with our next guest talking sale GP, Kim P. Yes, our Kiwis fought bravely in the sale GP season three finale yesterday, losing narrowly to the Aussies in dramatic fashion. Australia almost imploded in the grand final, falling off their foils near the end of the race, opening the door for the New Zealand Sale GP team to snatch the win, but it ultimately wasn't to be, though, as our cross-Tasman rivals secured their third consecutive title. Luckily, we won't have to wait long to get our vengeance. With Season 4 kicking off in Chicago in a month's time, grinder and team strategist Josh Jr. has kindly picked up the phone to speak with us this morning to reflect on a pretty successful season for Team New Zealand. Josh, mate, you hung over this morning or are you fresh as a daisy? Uh, I had a few drinks, but uh, not too bad. Been out for breakfast, got a few coffees in me, so good to go. <laughs> Important to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, mate, it was a fantastic um, viewing over the weekend in San Francisco. What a backdrop, uh, having a look at um, that uh, venue that you guys were on. Watching the race, the final especially, so close yet so far. How did you, you guys uh, uh, cope with that, and also what was the talk like afterwards? Oh, I think as a team, we're, we're pretty stoked with how far we've come since last season. You know, we we had the goal of um, being able to be in the final and have the chance of winning, and and we did that. And we sort of sort of had our best race of the whole weekend in that final race. But um, yeah, it's still pretty gutting not to win, <laughs> especially that the Aussies did. Don't like doing that to us. Oh, I know, mate. <laughs> I, I feel you, Josh. I feel you. There's nothing uh, worse I can lose to anyone apart from the Aussies and the English. Love you, Mozzie and English mates. But anyway, yeah. uh, what did you think of the team's performances across the whole weekend? Was it the was the conservative approach in the lead up to the finals intentional? No, I don't think so. I think we were going out there to win races, but we were um, we were just struggling a bit with our starts, to be honest. And um, when you get behind in that racing, it's really hard to come through the fleet. So. Uh, yeah, we just we struggled a little bit all weekend, and but we kept our heads down and we kept fighting, and we gave it our best shot in that final. But yeah, yeah. no, we just couldn't quite get yeah. it get it together. You spoke about the start, and, and that was the Achilles' heel for most of that regatta, that meeting. In the final, you made those changes. You got off to a really good start. You matched the Australians off the off off the start. Yeah. What was the change you had to make for that? Yeah, a few less boats around, so it goes to only three boats in that final race. I think that helped us. <laughs> Gave us a bit more space. <laughs> but no, we, we did a good job and we, you know, like I said, we executed our final race really well and we were just a few metres off um, sort of getting around that mark and first and if we'd done that, I think we would have been we would have been pretty safe for the win. But no, they just got to that mark in front of us and 
and then we ended up quite a long way behind, but we kept fighting, you know, and, and we kept it really close and um, far out. We we're close at the end. Yeah, hey, Josh, you were, and I was screaming yesterday uh, watching how, how well you guys fought back uh, to get within, I guess, striking distance. I think it was down to 40 metres in the end when you crossed the line. But when you when you were strategising in that race and you went so far back, GBR jumped in front of you and you decided to tack and go down the other side of the course, um, was that a conscious decision to make because of the wind or did you just happen to be in that, that position that that's where you went? Yeah, no, no, definitely all our decisions are reasonably conscious. But, um, yeah, there was a little bit more pressure down that side of the course and, and we needed to split, really. We needed to, you know, sort of go a different way from the leaders. So um, we were lucky that the, you know, that option was was a good one and we managed to get back into the race with it. So, yeah, we're trying our best. <laughs> yeah, you were fighting and that's the Kiwi spirit coming through. You fought the whole time and you really pushed them right to the very end. Was there a difference in, in the boat speed and the makeup of the boats that really had an effect on the difference with Australia being so dominant in the end? Yeah, well, in SailGP, all the boats are actually identical, so it comes down to how you sail yeah. them. Um, I think um, I, I don't think they they really had a speed edge. They just managed to get just in front of us, and then we couldn't. Um, once you're in front, it's a lot easier, right? You get all the clear air, and and you can sail where you want. So um, we just we just had some some starts that put us behind, and we just struggled a little bit. But um, nah, I think if we'd got in front, we would have just we would have walked away with it. Yeah. <laughs> but we couldn't get in front. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so Josh, what goes on, what goes on now? You got uh, season four k- kicking off in a month's time in Chicago. Like, do you guys, you know, obviously don't have a hell of a lot of time to sit down and review the season. The prep, the prep in that is it just back on the horse and and way you go again, or is there, is there something different that we can look forward to? Yeah, you know, I think our team's really built this season. We've managed to, you know, we're fifth last season and we didn't even make a final. So. Um, this season we've won three events and and we're right in there you know finishing just meters behind the leaders so um i think we've just got to keep going keep making the small steps forward and and hopefully next season we put them under even more pressure and and hopefully win even more events mm. now we asked the question so I think we asked the, the question thing. at the start of sorry sorry josh we asked the question at the start of the show for our can't wait question of the day does the inclusion of sal gp make you more invested in the america's cup mate you think it's great for the sport having so much sailing on our on our tvs and around our countries and around the world oh mate it's epic isn't it i think sailing's such a mm. cool sport such a you know it's it's all about using the nature to power you around the course on these flying boats and um SailGP does that, and and so does you know Team New Zealand. So they're they're quite different events, and they're both super exciting. I think it's awesome. So where does it go to, Josh? Like you're talking about the speed of these um, these boats, and of course you're getting them up to. I saw I saw yesterday that I, was it. You got up to over seventy k's at one stage um, down down yeah. one of the legs, and like where does it go to? If you if you're looking back to the the Dennis Connor days and and you know, when it first come about to, to today, are we talking in another 30 years' time that it's doing a 1,000 kilometres an hour? <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I don't know. It's certainly <laughs> in the last 10, 15, 20 years, the sport's just changed. Like, yeah, like we did 70 yesterday, but they can easily do 90, 100 kilometres an hour. So I don't know. Mate, oh. I was over in... Um... I was in Marseille, and I went out on one of those Manta 5 foiling bikes... Yeah. And they are 
They are so much fun, mate. When you're falling on top of the water, it feels like you're floating. I can't believe that you can be able to go up on those falls and do it, mate. So I can understand. Well, slightly. I was only going five kilometres because I had to use my legs to get me going. And obviously don't go as fast as your sails. But really enjoyed it, mate. It was, it was a good feel. I can understand why you absolutely love yeah. the sport and you're doing so well. Hey, thank you so much, Josh. Appreciate your time, mate. All the Thanks, best uh, for... The month's break and, and all the best for next season. Very proud of you. So close, but next year, it's knock those Aussies. We don't want a four-peat, mate. Imagine that. Yuck. Imagine. At least they <laughs> get, don't want that. Hey, Josh, at least, yes, they, at least they can fill their cabinets up with one trophy this year. Yeah, that's the only one, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all good, Josh, mate. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Oh, it's, uh, have you, like, yeah, I went on that four-bike over in Marseille. It was crazy crazy um the kind of innovation the technology that goes into these things it was it was it was quite a cool feeling when you're falling on top of the water how yeah. much work did you have to do to get it up on its foils you have to yeah you have to pedal like yes it's got a little uh, pro- uh a propeller blade underneath the water and you just pedal as fast as you can so we went on the new innovation the one that hasn't been released and it's electric so you push the you kind of push the button and it's got a propeller and it just pushes it out of the water. And uh, I was too heavy. Me and Beaver were too heavy so it didn't push us out of the water. So we went back to the old <laughs> original technology where we had to pedal out of the water and the guy would hold us, we'd do a wheelie and then we'd just pedal hard as and go off. Man, it was so cool. It was such a cool feeling. And they're a Kiwi, um, Kiwi outfit, Torpedo 7. The guy that started mm. Torpedo, he sold that and now he started this falling bike. It's called Manta 5 and it was... Um, Man, it was unreal. Really, really, really enjoyed it. But uh, good to talk some Sal GP, lads. We'll read a couple of these messages before we shoot off, eh? No Go worries. right to the top. Just wondering, boys, why doesn't someone put together a montage of perceived errors and even compare with other clubs and present a compelling case with facts and figures? I'm sure that would be more powerful from Kevin. I think I think that's where Jason Paris was was leaning towards, was that, um, you know, given the fact that he's got that data at his hands, I'm pretty sure that he's got one of his juniors there who's a mad warrior supporter putting together all these clips or comparisons uh, and putting that... Com- com- I th- <laughs> no doubt he's going to have to go and face a judicial process um, or some sorts. He'll have a, he'll have that data at his fingertips, Kev, I can guarantee you. Beautiful. There's Beautiful. another interesting we'll one here back. too. Oh, sorry, Kempi, I was just going to say... Um, is he? I was going to say uh, Jamie Wall, who we know and love, uh, texted through going, yes. it is different though because the coaches don't work for the NRL, the refs do, uh, talking about what Kempi was saying. So that doubles down on what Kempi was saying. It's looking after their own, right? They're not worried about the coaches because they don't work for the NRL. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes bloody sense for sure. They look after their own. Absolutely. We'll come back. We'll read a couple of these more, for, more messages before we get off Henry Pedernada coming up after eight. So back soon.